Some days on the holy days that happen in the middle of the week, uh, all we all we can think or all other people perceive is I got to go to church, otherwise I'm in trouble, you know. But actually, what's happening is uh, the Lord says today is a day of joy, and so you will share it with me. And so you have to put aside your work and you have to put aside your plans to come to my house and rejoice with me. So it was put that way. You know, it's funny that we say, oh man, I, I got to go to church or something like that, or I got to do work, or I, or I, 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 I shouldn't do work today. Um, it's funny that that's a burden to us, but, but this is the gift that the Lord gives us. Do you know that the assumption of Mary is this celebration of the church that, that points to this mystery that at the end of Mary's life on earth, not just her soul, but her body also was assumed by God into heaven. This is a unique grace for her because she has a unique role in salvation history. She's, she's like the new Ark of the Covenant. She's the God bearer that's chosen by God to do this thing. Now the Ark of the Covenant, and if you were at mass last night, then you know this, all the readings um, were about the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is not honored for its own sake, but for the God that it bears. And so Mary, of course, is not honored for her own sake, but, but for what God has done for her, for the God that she bears. The Ark of the Covenant is this place in the Old Testament where the Lord chooses to dwell so that he can be with his people and so that they can come and find him and be with him also. It's a place of meeting God. So Mary is, in a person, this holy place where humanity meets God, where we can go to meet God. And what's interesting is the Ark of the Covenant is left in the end. It's neglected and discarded. Nobody knows where it is. It doesn't matter that much actually where it is. You, you can watch some, some people search in vain for it on the History Channel or something like that. But the end of the episode is they don't find it. But Mary, the new Ark of the Covenant, is not discarded like the old Ark. She is something more precious to God because she's something greater than the Ark of the Covenant. Now, this is her unique place and why she is assumed, because she has a totally unique role, unlike anyone else. However, her assumption also is because she is a disciple like the rest of us. She shares in the death of Jesus, and so she shares in his resurrection. So she's the first of what will happen to all of us. We look at Mary's tomb and we say, wow, it's empty. Like Jesus' tomb is empty. But one day your tomb will be empty and the Lord will not leave you there. She is what all of us will become, what the Lord will do for all of us. One time I actually got to visit this, this place in Jerusalem that's dedicated to, to the Dormition of Mary, to the, her assumption. And in the basement of the church, it's very quiet, it's kind of dim, and in the middle of the room, there is what looks like a tomb, and there's a statue, an image of Our Lady laying on it as if dead. And there's just like this stillness and sacredness. And so if you've never thought about this before, you can just imagine, like, what was it like for the apostles and the other disciples who knew and loved the mother of the Lord when her life ended, when they had to say goodbye, and then they came back and her body was gone because the Lord had taken it to himself in heaven. There's like a sadness and a solemnity and, and a joy also in this. The assumption of Mary says something very important about God, the God that we worship and love, because he chooses Mary to be like linchpin in, in his, his work of salvation. If Jesus doesn't come into the world and take on flesh, then we, we are lost and everyone goes to hell. But to do this, the Lord doesn't just send his son from the clouds. He, he says to humanity in the person of Mary, he says, I know that everything I have asked you to do, you have messed up. 
in the garden, I just told you to enjoy and live with me, and you couldn't even do that. But I've come to see you, Mary, you know, and the angel Gabriel. I want to ask for your help again in the salvation of the world. And this is like a wonderful thing that the Lord works with. He wants to share his work with humanity, that he wants to collaborate with humanity to save humanity. And of course, he shares it. He asks for her help. He asks for our help, not because he needs it. He definitely doesn't need it, but because he's generous and he wants to do something good for us. So he gives Mary this unique honor and grace. Now, we could say that that's honor enough. The Lord gave her this totally unique place, that she is the mother of God, the mother of our Savior. You, you couldn't really ask for anything else. However, the Lord goes further, even than what we could, we, we could ask him for, because he does not discard her, he does not neglect her, but at the end, after giving her the gift of serving him, he praises her and honors her for what her, her role that she has served in the story of salvation. So he gives her the gift, again, of a place in salvation history, and then he honors her for the place that he has given her. This is the Lord that we serve. What a, what a wondrous God, what a wondrous king, that he doesn't just say, well, you did what I asked you to, now we're moving on. But he says, well done, good and faithful servant, and now I will raise you up, you who are lowly. So all of this, the assumption, it says these things about God, but it also, of course, says something about us, because if you're baptized and you become, not in the same way as Our Lady, but in a, in a similar way, you become someone who bears God. Because in your baptism, you were washed free of original sin, but also God pours his own life into you. He comes to dwell in you. So I don't know if you think about yourself like this, as someone who bears God in the world, but the Ark of the Covenant and Mary, these are the places where humanity can meet God because he promises to dwell there. Do you think of yourself as a place where humanity, starving for love and for goodness and for light, where humanity can meet God who is all of those things? Because that's what's poured into us. So I don't know what you're doing after this. When you go to Meyer and you're buying apples and picking out cucumbers or, or whatever, I never go to those sections. But when you go to Meyer, do you think of yourself like this? Like, I don't know what anybody else is doing, but I am here bearing God in this store to these people. He dwells in you. This is an incredible way he has called you to be a part in his work of salvation, to bear his own presence. We're supposed to be the place where others meet the God that we bear. The last thing that it says about us is that we, who try and fail and sometimes succeed to serve the Lord, in the end, we are not discarded. Strangely enough, even though he could, because we are nothing, the Lord does not take for granted our little ways of serving him, even your faithfulness of being here at Mass today. They're not discarded because to him we are not expendable. But in the end, like I said, our tombs will be empty. In the end, he raises up, generation after generation, he raises up saints, and he honors those that he has honored already by giving them a place in his work of salvation. So on the solemnity of the Assumption of Our Lady, we honor Mary because whoever God honors, we will honor, and he honors her. And we try to come close to her in prayer, in love, in our hearts, because Mary, as the Ark of the Covenant, closeness to her means closeness to God. She is the place where the Lord asks us to meet him, the place where he comes to dwell with humanity. So if you want to see him, if you want to meet him, and go to the place, to the ark, 
where he's promised to dwell for all eternity.